All right, three, two, one. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On tonight's show, I have a very special guest. His name is Neil Sanders. His website is Neil Sanders Mind Control. He's written uh, three or four books, but the book we're going to talk about tonight is titled Cambridge Analytica, The Data Deception and the Web of Popularism. And it was just recently published, and I, for one, did not know much about the subject, so I'm delighted that he's agreed to an interview. But he's also written books on... Mind Control and Charles Manson. The titles of his first book, Volume 1 and 2, is Your Thoughts Are Not Your Own, Mind Control, Mass Manipulation, and Perception Management. And the Charles Manson book is Now's the Only Thing That's Real, a re-examination of the Manson murders, motives, and mythos. So tonight again we're going to talk about Cambridge Analytica. And he's going to follow up with some of his thoughts about the recent election of uh, Boris Johnson. But Neil Sanders, are you there? I am. Hello. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much for agreeing to the interview. For people who may not know your name, can you talk a little bit about your background and how you became interested in this subject matter of Cambridge yeah, Analytica? Sure. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Um, well, I'm primarily interested in, in uh, mind control. And um, the thing that got me into it really was, um, strangely, the, the Manchurian Candidate film. I was It was forced upon me by a uh, uh, an older uh, friend of mine who insisted that I sit down, and I was like, "Oh crikey, it's, uh, it's black and white, and it's got Frank Sinatra and um, Angela Lansbury." And I, this is of no interest to me, but it transpired that it was uh, fantastic, and he um, just sort of opened me up to sort of various concepts. And basically, at the time, I was learning about psychology at university, um, and some of the sort of premises, the concepts of um, splitting binds, different bits of the mind the way that, that indoctrination works in a sort of cult sense or an advertising sense, which is essentially the same principle, um, that all sort of clicked with me. And uh, from then on, I got a bit more interested in it. And I didn't really even realise that, that that sort of thing was a, was a thing, uh, to be quite honest. Um, you know, I've been interested in uh, JFK and uh, Loch Ness Monster and, you know, anything that was a little bit out of the ordinary. Um, but then this this concept that you could uh, control somebody um, using uh, well a number of techniques um, hypnosis or drugs or some sort of machinery or, or various other different uh, technological uh, things that, that could be done to people and it, it just appealed to me I started sort of having a bit of a dig around and I was surprised to see that a huge amount of, of um, material about it is actually in the public domain. It's um, you know it's not very widely known, and you have to sort of know what you're looking for and where to look. But there's a, there's quite a lot of declassified um, documents from various entities connected to American and British governments that admit to various experiments trying to control people, um, trying to control people on on a sort of personal level, trying to sort of extract information from them in interrogation scenarios and that type of thing. Um, and the other thing that sort of interested me was the, the bleed over between um, media production, which I was also looking at, and psychology. And in order to sort of do effective media work, it's good to have a basic understanding of um, various sort of, you know, psychological understandings. And, uh, for example, really basic things to do with colour and shape and the angle of shots and stuff like that that can affect you in a subconscious way that you might not actually um at first realize and then the sort of middle ground between these two these two sort of things is advertising which heavily heavily plays on on both cinematic and psychological techniques in order to manipulate the public and all of that sort of stuff is just fascinating to me 
the the, the ways and means that that and uh, the the efforts that go into trying to trick people and trying to convince people that that things aren't as they might appear or uh, you know something like that. And so that kind of does play into your most recent book because Cambridge Analytica kind of uh, is I think one of the 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 interesting words that's used when discover discussing Cambridge Analytica is that uh, what what's the word? It's non admissive. You're not supposed to know that they're actually uh, pumping propaganda. So for the audience yeah. that doesn't know Cambridge Analytica, can you talk a little bit about that and uh, how you became interested in it? Sure. Well. Um... What Cambridge Analytica um, advertises itself as is uh, an election management agency, and its slogan uh, is, or was, because it it broke up uh, in a very suspicious circumstance, um, is data-driven behaviour change. And um, they do a number of things. The simplest way of explaining what they do is they will uh, do a campaign, a media campaign for your candidate. Um, in an election and they promise that they can get people elected in fact they, they boast on having not they don't call it overthrown or overturned but but essentially that's what they've done the elections in countries all over Europe America the UK um, lots of countries in South America and Africa um, for the highest bidder and one of the sorts of things that you'll find is that that these sort of countries that they're they tend to be helping the election campaign for. They're installing people who just so happen to have a favourable foreign policy on minerals or oil or something like that 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 helps either the UK or the the USA. Um, So what they will do is there's there's a number of things. I mean, in basic terms, what what they, they were caught out doing would be sort of very sort of what could would be considered old-fashioned espionage type tricks, whereby they would set up a honey trap and discredit one candidate. Say we say we don't like this guy uh, John Frank or whatever, so we're going to pay for a load of Ukrainian girls to basically um, go to John Frank's uh, hotel room at three in the morning and throw themselves at him. And unbeknownst to to him, we've got the the room wired for sound. Or what they'd do is to go. We're going to offer John Frank a huge amount of money from a shell corporation uh, that doesn't really exist. And we're going to offer him a contract with this so that he entertains it and it goes along to a meeting. And then we're going to reveal that this this company's got ties to white supremacists or slave labor or something embarrassing that's going to basically, you know, upend this particular candidate's um, chances. When they weren't successful or weren't able to do that, they would basically do far more subtle things which is called micro-targeting and this is to do with information warfare it's really it's really the sort of tried and tested sort of campaigning it's sending propaganda that is positive to their candidate and negative to the candidate they, they don't feel but it's done in a very very specific way now it's nothing more really on the surface than having a, a poster that says so-and-so is for this or so-and-so is is against this or, or whatever. But it's far more insidious than that because essentially this company is is a weapon. This is one of the things that, that, that I, I discovered relatively early on because 
this was used in in uh, a campaign. Well, it was it, it was used in several campaigns. It's a weapon of MI5. It's considered or a weapon of the British government. It's on export control from the British government and has a list X clearance, which means that it's able to hold secret government files, top secret and above, on its um, uh, on it on its premises. Which means that essentially it is an it is an arm of the government. Yeah, it's like a quasi governmental arm. Yeah, it's kind of like Stratfor or something like that, right. basically. Now, this means that basically it can't be deployed without the the say so of certain members of, of the British government and British intelligence, and that basically its communication tactics or its methodology is considered a weapon of the British government. So it is a foreign policy weapon. Right. Um, but it's also indicative people, indicative of its potency as well as if it's a, a weapon. Yeah. Precisely, precisely, and, and its board members are filled with like you know privy councillors and Tory lords and uh, ex-U.S. Marines and Pentagon advisors and military intelligence, and it's, it's a right cavalcade of like military-industrial complex and uh, the elites of both the U.K. and America, specifically quite right-wing uh, people. It, it was run by uh, a, an ex-MI5 spy called Nigel Oakes and a gentleman called Robert Mercer. Uh, who was also um, behind the financing of Breitbart, although we'll come on to that, he bought into it into 2014 in order to use their psychological warfare uh, manipulation program. What What is that? Well, basically what they did was they stole all your data. They they went on Facebook and they went on Twitter and they went on Instagram and they went on your private emails and they went on all these different things and they just stole data about you and loaded it into their algorithm machine and built a profile about you. Like Alexander Nix um, boasted that they had over 5,000 data points for every single uh, American of voting age uh, in America at the time. Like that's hundreds of millions of people. Now, basically, how does this work? Well, let's say that I want to make you scared and I know nothing about you, right? Well, let's say I know 5,000 things about you. One of those things is that you don't like spiders. And another thing is that you don't like the dark. Well, I know that if I can get you in the dark and make you think there's a spider, you're going to be scared. Knowledge is power. And you can utilize this to basically manipulate people. Once they stole your data, they're all, they basically bombarded you with two things. One, micro-targeted stories and adverts that spoke to you about a certain issue in a certain way, specifically to push your buttons, either to make you very angry or to make you very scared. And then this would direct you towards certain other media outlets and certain other political affiliations. And basically, it was used in the UK to promote Vote Leave and Leave.eu, which was the um, campaign to leave the, the EU. And so it bombarded people with basically what turned out to be lies. The entire campaign was, was, was foisted around things like, we'll take back control of our laws, we'll take back control of our borders, we'll take back control uh, of the fisheries around the UK, um, and um, I forget what the other ones were, oh, we'll control immigration. And the, the, the silly thing was that basically we already had control over all of these things. These were completely misnomer uh, policies. We we do control our borders. We do control our money. We do control our laws. We do control the immigration. It's nothing to do with the EU. But basically, that was put forward as we've got to leave this tyrannical, bureaucratical monster that wants to do this and wants to do this and wants to uh, force people into the euro. And none of this was true. The entire campaign was based on lies, basically, uh, and told uh, using a very Orwellian 
um, phrase, which was take back control. Now, where were they getting these fabulous, fabulous uh, phrases, these, these zingers that really sort of connected with people on a sort of subconscious level that really sort of resonated with people and made people want to vote in a particular way? Well, what they were doing was they were taking your information. When they were finding people that they felt fitted their algorithm particularly, they would send you quizzes. Now, these quizzes that you've been doing online, you know, uh, what, what uh, person are you? What friend's character are you? They were literally things like that. There were particular questions that were designing that to find out which was the most um, uh, uh, in well the most uh, useful uh, slogan that would that would work for you and say resonate with you. The ones that they found were in England. It's not officially said, but take back control is very very much like the ones. Drain the swamp, build the wall, right. lock her up. Um, all the things that that Trump was saying. Uh, oh, and the concept of the deep state trying to overthrow um, the, the leader. Those were all designed as early as 2014 by Cambridge Analytica, and they, those were slogans that have been manufactured by this British intelligence and Pentagon-connected entity that just so happens to be owned by a load of right-wing millionaires and billionaires and stuff like that. Right, was but it's remarkable, but Cambridge Analytica has only been around since 2013, so it's a fairly yeah. new organisation uh, Nigel well, it o. came out of SCL, uh, which okay, was right. the prior sort of organisation, which has been going for many years. And SCL has you know, been very, very sort of, they've been overthrowing Nigeria, oil-rich Nigeria, and uh, they, they were involved. Um, it was SCL that was behind the, the colour revolution in the Ukraine and the overthrow uh, of various people in South America, whose uh, specific names um, uh, escape me at the minute. Also... Um, Cambridge Analytica were behind the ascension of uh, Bolsonaro and the ascension of Modi in India. Um, and then later Orban, Carl Orban, the, right. the Trump campaign. Right. So they're working internationally with the same kind of approach of massive data mining, but yeah. also specific, very sophisticated uh, micro targeting of, of people. Like so in the U.S., if you were in Utah, you get one. Uh, type of approach to manipulate a emotional response well, with a directed answer, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Well, I'll put it this way, basically, like, um, say if you think that drugs is uh, a criminal offence, that anyone who's on drugs should be locked up, then you're going to get a load of adverts and a load of sock puppet accounts, which are basically fake people talking to you and telling you exactly the same thing and telling you stories where that didn't happen and telling you about a little girl that got killed because of a drug addict and all of these really manipulative fake stories in order to wind you up. Now, if you felt that it was a humanitarian um, type uh, problem that people should be you know, put in rehab, then you'd get people talking to you about that and telling you Hillary Clinton doesn't want to put people in rehab. She wants to throw people in jail. None of it was true. It really, really didn't matter. And I was just using that as, a, as, a, as an example. They would just bombard you with anything that they made, that they felt would, would wind you up. A lot of it was basically to do with immigration. They were telling you that, particularly in America, they were telling you that um, France and Germany had fallen to Sharia law or that Sweden was the rape capital of Europe or that there was a 13-year-old girl that was raped in Sweden and um, the person was left 
let off because they didn't want to offend Muslims, or that um, uh, what was the the, the other ones? Uh, oh, that um, Germany had acquiesced to Sharia law and allowed child marriages, or that um, Hillary Clinton had personally been discovered paying ISIS money, or that Julian Assange had said certain things uh, uh, connecting her to ISIS. All of these things were manufactured stories by Cambridge Analytica. I'm not a fan of Hillary Clinton, why is just imagination? It's just that basically they were on the Trump campaign, right. so they were the ones that spread this story about her having Kuru, which is a cannibalism disease. Uh, and uh, Which is still being familiar. banded about. It's still being thrown around that she still has Kuru, so that yeah, propaganda yeah, well, has a la- some, some lasting well, effect. You know, all you need to do is put something on the internet, and then it's on the internet. Um, uh, people don't tend to, to check sources a lot of the time if it supports their notion, and also certain things... You only need to repeat something three or four times before something becomes a truism. So, like, for example, there's a lot of people that, that think, say, as you were saying, that Jeremy Corbyn uh, at the minute is, is a communist or something like that. He's not a communist. That'd be ridiculous. Like, but, but you throw enough mud, mud sticks, um, and, and it will be. Now, how did they manage to do this as well? Uh, well, essentially, because they, they set up an entire node of what purported to be. Um, alternative media and this was based around Breitbart basically Breitbart people don't seem to notice but Robert Mercer who's the billionaire who's behind AI technologies and renaissance technologies and he's a hedge fund manager um, he and the Koch brothers Koch Industries paid into Breitbart they run Breitbart um, and they're running it with uh, the help of Steve Bannon Steve Bannon helped them basically legally laundered money through there through an investment agency called GIA. Now, this is a bit of a side note, but basically just prior to that, Steve Bannon had been working with two paedophiles, Brock Pierce and Mark Collins Rector. Then there was Digital Entertainment Network rumored to be fully set up for the sole purpose of raping young boys. Yeah, quite. I mean, it was very interesting as well that when Milo Yiannopoulos was saying that he's been on boat parties... Well, that's curious because at the time he was financed by Steve Bannon and Robert Mercer. They knew Mark Coyne's rector and Brock Pierce. And Mark Coyne's rector and Brock Pierce were known to have boat parties where young boys were raped. And Brian Singer was supposedly there. Yeah, um, so Singer's around. Get this. No, it gets even better because Singer was also known to be, uh, attend parties at Epstein's Island. So mm. he's around in all these same networks that haven't. And then Steve Bannon was, I think, just seen in France last year at Epstein's uh, palatial apartment. Thank God. It would not. It would not surprise me. No, it is. Bit. No, it's really true. And yeah, no, get, get this. I mean, Bannon. You. He's like the one who's overseeing a lot of these data mining yeah. things. And he's all. Yes. I mean, it gets worse. Like Ed Opperman's done a report on him about a uh, porn and meth house, allegedly mm. that there were the residues of methamphetamine production in a place that he was living, uh, which is kind of very specific. You have to do certain things to create meth. But uh, Bannon is an interesting guy. I mean, and all these guys, it's interesting. You were, and Mercer was a name that was bandied about, but he's financing many people in the what could be called the alt-right or the new yeah. right that are yeah. very popular. Loomer, Shapiro, these guys are all getting checks uh, yeah. out of Mercer's fund. And not just from them, from the Koch brothers as well. It's, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's, it's <laughs> that's essentially what it is, that... What's happened is that these billionaires have combined this sort of online campaign with a series of media nodes that on the surface um, appear to be uh, alternative and to be anti-establishment. And independent, right. They they look independent, right. Sorry. 
And this is Turning Point UK and like um, Candice Owens and Charlie Kirk and Richard Spencer's financed by the Regionary family as did, uh, Dinesh D'Souza is financed by the Regionary family um, and who else is there? Oh, um, oh uh, Dave Rubin's financed by the Koch brothers, Rush Limbaugh, Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Laura Ingraham, they're all financed by the Koch brothers, the Daily Callers financed by the Koch brothers, Rebel Media's financed by the Mercers and the Koch brothers, Glenn Beck's financed by the Koch brothers, Prager Hughes financed by the Koch brothers and the Wilkes brothers, the Wilkes brothers are, are, are fracking magnates. Now the thing that connects all of these people, all of these very, very wealthy um, uh, people is that they also all happen to be part of of two think tanks. Uh, one is the Heritage Foundation, and the other is the Council for National Policy. Uh, and these are very sort of right leaning Christian evangelical um, foundations, founded in the seventies, and then the Council of National Policy was founded in the eighties. Uh, and you'll, there's there's certain people that you might recognise, like for example Steve Bannon, Mike Pence. Uh, Kellyanne Conway, uh, these are all members of the Heritage Foundation. Uh, the Mercers are, uh, are members of the Heritage Foundation. Steve Bannon is CNP and Heritage Foundation. Um, what what did what did the Heritage Foundation like to do? They like to privatise things essentially. You know, they 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 like small government, which basically on the surface sounds really really good, but it's not. Um, it it means no oversight and no regulation um, of their industry essentially. Right. Privatisation. Uh, right reduction of workers' rights and, and, and that type of thing. They're connected to at uh, ALEC and uh, the Montparnasse Society and all these basically large petrochemical uh, industrial families. You know, it's also connected to the cause family and, and, and people like that. So what have they done in America? Well, let, let me just go through this list. It's probably it's a little bit indulgent, but let me just do this list because it's basically like Cambridge Analytica, for example, which was the thing that was that was vital for the election of um, uh, for the Brexit um, referendum and for the election of Trump in America is run by the Mercers, who are Heritage Foundation, and Steve Bannon, who's Heritage Foundation. Um, now, the Heritage Foundation produces this document every year uh, called the Mandate for Leadership. And in that, they have policy recommendations. Now, basically, they're a lobbying group and they have huge, huge influence via through the CMP, through Doug Cohen, the family, through Billy Graham through Jim Dobson and various doministic um, uh, Christian organisations and uh, the National Prayer Breakfast and, and, and such like this. They have an incredible influence over politics and basically they say, if you don't do these policies, you don't get our money and you don't get our patronage. Now, how influential are these people? Well, I'll put it in this way. Rudolf Giuliani wanted to run for uh, the president of the United States in 2008 and the Heritage Foundation turned around and said, no, we don't like him. He's too pro-gay and he's too pro-abortion. He's too frankly weird. He dresses up um, uh, uh, in women's clothing and he used to be married to his second cousin. We're not having that. Also, he's not a born again Christian, so they weren't very keen on that, that aspect of it. Um, and so they said, if you don't if you don't get rid of him, we will destroy the Republican Party by put, putting an independent through. Now, in the end, basically, the only good uh, candidate that could come through was John McCain, who they didn't really like. But what they did like was Sarah Palin, because Sarah Palin is connected to the CNP and to um, a, a church in Alaska, I forget, that is also connected to the Heritage Foundation. They have very, very similar ideologies. And so they said, OK, John McCain can be the candidate if he takes Sarah Palin on as, as the vice president. So essentially, they dictate the policies 
the Reagan um, era, sixty odd percent of the the, man, the mandate for leadership was was immediately immediately adopted directly into policy by the Reagan administration at the behest of the Heritage Foundation. So these think tanks basically they set policy. They they run. They run the world, essentially. This is the deep state that people are talking about. Because, as you'll find out, they have also connections to um, the British intelligence and uh, American intelligence. Right. You used, so, sorry to interrupt, but you used a great term in your book. It was the coctopus, not octopus, <laughs> but the coctopus, sorry. Well, quite. I mean, this is the whole point. They, 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 they spread out in all these these places where people don't think that they're being manipulated. For example, I was having this this conversation with somebody online and said, "Oh, you, you I don't buy this Cambridge Analytica stuff. There's no way that I could be manipulated by a big business." And I, and I looked on his Facebook page, and he's spreading Turning Point USA and Turning Point UK memes. Turning Point UK is owned by the Koch brothers. It's financed exclusively by the Koch Industries to be a propaganda mouth for Koch Industries. It's just disguised as an independent journalistic network. So if you're spreading anything that's that to do with Turning Point UK, you're spreading Koch Industries propaganda. Why was that particular gentleman spreading Koch Industries propaganda? Because it resonated with him. Why did it resonate with him? Because it made him angry. How did they know it was going to make him angry? Because they were spying on him. They stole his data. They ran it through Cambridge Analytica and they went, yep, this will be effective. This will make this person angry. So they can put the right triangular piece right into the triangular hole, right? So they know the the right tool to to place in. And it's pretty remarkable, too, that all of this, (laughs) all this stuff is going on, this data. And you had a quote in your book about Bannon who told an interviewer, he says, you do realize none of this is true, right? So... Some of the stuff the propaganda. State, yeah. yeah. Well, so yeah, some of the stuff propaganda, like he knows. And he actually yeah. got started, like he's pr- promoting himself as a quote documentary filmmaker. But if you mm. watch his documentaries, they're very similar, if not overlapping or similar than the same kind of propaganda that Cambridge yeah, Analytica promoted. Yes. Well, he used to call himself the Lenny Riefenstahl of the Republican Party, although he perhaps did that just to wind people up, in which case it is quite funny. Um, but, yeah, all of his films were produced by Robert Mercer. And um, that, that's the point, basically. They're, they're involved in what is called a culture war, and so they don't mind lying. I mean, Breitbart, for example, has been actually caught out a couple of times. I mean, obviously it's very opinionistic and it's... Often, you know, nonsense. Um, but it's actually been caught out and taken to court, I believe, a couple of times. Essentially, it was sticking up for Roy Moore, and it was it was slandering the people who had um, who had accused Roy Moore of being a paedophile. So, if those people were telling the truth, which it appears that they were, Breitbart, another example of them sticking up for for paedophiles uh, as well. Like, um, you know, the, the 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 inclusion of Roger Stone, who basically invented lobbying with Manafort, Black and Stone, and was incredibly close to Roy Cohn, who used to be very close to young boys. Now, Roger Stone defended young Roy Cohn by saying, he's not gay, he just has sex with men. Right. Which is an interesting way to look at it. But anyway. It's a uh, good spin, but, too. It's a good spin. It could be men, but he didn't know to well, note the yeah. age, right? 
but these again, these all this sleaze and just like like these are not good people and like that are circling around it. But just to give you an idea of the influence of, of say the Heritage Foundation, Cambridge Analytica was run by the Mercers and Steve Bannon, who were Heritage Foundation. Um, the whole point, basically, in my mind, is to put the uh, UK in a position whereby he's got no trading partners and it's over a barrel and it has to trade with America and it will be traded with America in very, very rough terms by because at the behest of the, the Heritage Foundation and the CNP. How do I know this or how, why do I suspect this? Well, the Thatcher government based its policies on the Heritage Foundation's recommendations to privatise British industry as part of the Reaganomics drive and the special relationship that existed between Thatcher and Reagan. And so uh, the rest of the Heritage Foundation, uh, British Aerospace, Cable and Wireless, Amersham International, National Freight, Brit Oil, Associated British Ports, uh, Enterprise Oil, Jaguar, British Telecommunications, British Shipbuilders, British Gas, British Airways, Rolls-Royce, BAA. British Steel, Water, British Electricity, they're all privatised um, by the Thatcher government. And she also was going to privatise the um, uh, NHS at the request of another Koch Brothers-owned industry called the Adam Smith Institute. But she was backed off of this because this would have been like political suicide for her at the time. Although she did try again, and it was again sort of rebuffed. And then a year later in 1983, she introduced the Griffiths Bill, which basically introduced middle managers into um, the, the National Health Service rather than physicians making decisions. And this is the sort of slippery slope towards the privatisation that um, America wants to introduce basically now. You know, did Wilbur um, Ross, the Chamber of Commerce, um, Woody uh, Johnson, the uh, UK ambassador and Donald Trump have all said basically, yeah, we want to get in there and we want to basically get our pharmaceutical companies in the NHS, uh, which would go against the point of having the nationalised health service. It would basically make it far more expensive um, uh, for, for uh, UK citizens. Uh, but as we said, the entire Reagan doctrine was based on recommendations from the Heritage Foundation. Here's one, Obamacare was based on recommendations from the Heritage Foundation. The Clinton policy of removing people from welfare or PRWRA was Heritage Foundation policy. And I think you've noticed that Trump is going to start taking lots of people off food stamps um, soon right. as well. Correct. Now, basically, the Heritage Foundation runs, as I said, the Adam Smith Institute, the IEA, or the, the uh, Institute of Economic Affairs, um, and Turning Point UK, and the Institute of Free Trade. And again, these are all think tanks set up in the UK. It's basically just extensions of the Heritage Foundation. They have been really, really pro-conservative party. They're very, very pro-Brexit. And what they want to do is they want to privatise the NHS, and they're not even shy about this. They, they have a, um, a, an essay on their website that's called, What is the best way to abolish the NHS and loads and loads of British conservative politicians like David Davies, Boris Johnson, who's the current Prime Minister, Daniel Hernan, Liam Fox, Michael Gove, uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg, they're all under the wing of these specific think tanks and these were all the arch-Brexiteers. So with a bit of hindsight it becomes clear that everything that they promised you with Brexit was just nonsense. They never were going to deliver that. All they want to do is put us in a position where we can do this trade deal with America and we'll be begging for it because we won't have any other options and therefore we'll be able to put up with very, very poor uh, standards uh, um, because, you know, that's what, what America wants to do. America wants to, to um, make a profitable trade deal uh, and it wants to win and, you know, we're on a barrel and we've got nothing to trade with you. Um, and basically, so... 
Turning Point UK was was in, was in, was sort of introduced a couple of years ago. Turning Point USA, as we've already discussed, it financed by the Koch brothers. So Candice Owens and Charlie Kirk and anybody that appears on there is a shill for big business. Um, Betsy Devos also helps finance the um, Turning Point, and she she's the brother of Eric Prince, who's the mercenary Blackwater Army owner. Uh, and yeah, she, uh, she's, uh, she's the current, current um, health education secretary in America. Right, actually, so right? she's running the health. I think that she's the Amway heir, right? The, yeah, that's it. That's it. There's a theme of people involved in uh, in American politics at the minute that you're going to see shortly. Like, right. So, they're, been... they're, right. But you make an interesting point in the book, or it's a theme of the book that they're saying they're populist, but you you peek under the rock and it's a billionaire. Oh, there's another billionaire. Oh, there's another because DeVos is a billionaire. Yeah. Well. Well. Quite. Okay. So. So yeah. Basically, the the Cambridge Analytica has also been deployed uh, to help people in Italy. Salvini uh, to help people in the Ukraine, to help people in uh, uh, Holland, Gert Wilders, uh, and they, they utilise Gatestone Media as well, which is owned by Nina Rosenwald and, uh, and also financed by the Co Brothers and uh, the Mercers. And um, this is a, a media outlet and an institute that basically is spreading this propaganda. So all these films about Islam and stuff like that, they're all being spread by the same people, and they're helping out, as I say. Um, Salvini and Gert Wilders, uh, Marianne Le Pen, and um, oh, all the names have escaped me now. Um, uh, Alice Waddell and Nigel Farage of the Brexit Party, uh, and um, and various of the basically all of all of the right wing people uh, across the globe that have all of a sudden sort of risen up. Uh, and you'll notice again, all of these people are promoted by Breitbart and the Daily Caller and then all the idiots on, on YouTube and stuff like that because they think they're being anti-establishment. They're not. Right. All of these all of these people, there's two things that, that, that you can tell that these people are, are shows. One, not a single one of them ever talks about what makes America or makes UK or Italy or Germany or Holland or Brazil or India or any of these places great. They just talk to you about the, the jingoism of what could be taken away from you. And they use a pangenic um, uh, ultranationalism based Harkening back to this concept of a, of a wonderful time just a few years ago that never really existed, okay, and, and use that nostalgia and fear of things being taken away from you in order to basically to make you comply to what they're, they're telling you. Uh, the second thing is that every single one of them has the same message. Every single one of them has the same finances. Every single one of them has the same media outlets. And every single one of them is promoted by the same uh, group of people. So this isn't independent. None of them are independent. They're all using the same trick. It's just been deployed in about 28 different countries, basically. And they're all going out there and telling you the same things that you want to hear or that you don't want to hear. That basically, it's essentially what they're telling you is brown people are coming to take away your culture. And the only thing that you can do is vote for them. Vote for the and right person, Interesting. It's surprisingly effective. Like, you know, it seems to be working, to be quite honest. And, or the communists. I mean, it seemed to be that way, like the fighting yeah. the left in um, Brazil. But both Brazil, I think it was Brazil and India, their legal uh, infra- uh, groups, legal groups or the state legal groups actually investigated Cambridge Analytica for their mm-hmm. data thefts, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and Italy did as well. Um, it's just that basically... 
What happened was there was there was a cover up, which also is an indication that this is a government intelligence operation. Like several things happened. One during the actual campaign, it was discovered that Cambridge Analytica was specifically targeting and both targeting and directing people towards far right groups. So if you had any sort of inclination of being a far right person, they would try and get you to vote. So. For example, we've seen a massive resurgence of the far right in in America and in the UK and in Europe, and all of these things have been have been swelled up by billionaires. Like basically, the the the, the far right voted because Cambridge Analytica told them to go out and vote. Uh, and now this was discovered by the BBC, and it was would have been a massive massive scandal. Except a chap called Robbie Gibb decided that basically he wasn't going to um, expose the scandal. He was going to keep it under hush for Aaron Banks, who was the um, leader of Leave.eu, which was one of the Leave campaigns, who was his mate. Now, shortly after he resigned from the BBC, he got given a job in Theresa May's Conservative government. Theresa May was the Conservative Prime Minister at the time. Um, and then Theresa May, for some reason, halted all investigations into Cambridge Analytica, Aaron Banks and Cambridge Analytica's funding. Wow, Furthermore, when it was basically discovered that, um, that they were hiding data they did two things they moved all the data over to canada or they, they they stored the data in canada anyway which meant that it was out of the jurisdiction of the uk um uh uk uh, police force uh and basically the police accidentally accidentally put the wrong um date on the warrant and so gave them a week in which time basically well, this not basically, literally, Cambridge Analytica stripped their entire office out and destroyed all their computer servers and shipped any any computers and any data and any documentation away to uh, to um, you know destinations unknown. Incredible! It's absolutely isn't incredible. It, isn't, isn't, it's absolutely it's incredible. absolutely incredible because then and then the other kicker is that they changed their name. So Cambridge yeah. Analytica as an entity is no longer is now Enerdata. So like any yeah. kind of fly-by-night operation they change their name they do the same thing but they change the entity name every four or five years to just throw people off so well that that would seem to be what what it is every time they basically get caught um and they also seem to um they've got um sort of uh non-disclosure act agreements and stuff like that with employees and because you know they're dealing with very very dodgy stuff and like recently like a uh the Brexit Party, which is a party that exists in, in England solely to promote the concept of Brexit, which, as we've discussed, will basically benefit these American think tanks and their business partners. Uh, and she worked for Cambridge Analytica for several years, um, initially denied it, then was caught out on tape admitting it. And um, this this is the point. It's the same same sort of thing, the same thing over and over again. So basically, for example... The, the 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 rise of um of sort of nationalism again to the unite the right uh, uh, rally in America was organised by Jason Kessler and uh, Richard Spencer. Richard Spencer is financed by William Reginald the second. William Reginald the second has got very very similar views to um William uh, to Robert Mercer. They're, they're basically far right. They they yearn for an all white America. Yeah, they no actually. Right. Yeah, they've actually said this. Uh, and so this is why they're promoting this alt-right and alt-light and stuff, because it's an indoctrination slowly getting that whole sort of concept again. And you might start looking at things by David Duke, and then you might start looking at things like on certain Reddit polls or whatever. And, and it all sort of leads you in, in a particular uh, direction. Uh, now, 
the Unite the Right, um, William Rosenie also finds this is the Charles Martel Society of the National Policy Institute, which is where uh, Richard Spencer works. Richard Spencer is the person who got punched, who um, claims to have invented the world, uh, the, uh, the, the phrase alt right, right, right. and did the, the hell Trump thing. Right. Did, um, you, uh, did you hear his le- recent leaked audio? Yes, yeah, was, so, was, uh, yeah, so, I yeah, mean, it's delightful to see. The, well, the, here's the thing, right? But that's like an insight, it's an insight into his real character, in my opinion. Oh, totally, absolutely, but it's an insight into that entire scene, because basically, at one point, you did have this sort of united front of people like Breitbart and Milo and uh, PragerU and, uh, you know, Dave Rubin and Steve Bannon and, to an extent, Infowars and various other people got on this bandwagon and were basically promoting what was was far right propaganda far right big business propaganda and it was a very very tenuous sort of thing you've got ben shapiro there who's also financed by the wilkes brothers and people like that and um they're all sort of basically promoting the same message candice owens laura luma you know lawrence southern uh but they're very fragile people these people so they, they don't actually agree on everything but they, they sort of had this they were they were forced together in this sort of uh uh, you know, uh, conglomerate that was sort of there to, to do a job, which was what unbeknownst to them, the job of these American think tanks, basically. And so to watch them all sort of disintegrate on each other and uh, yes. uh, and start basically exposing how catty they all are is quite funny, really. It really is. But they were, I think they were fairly united before Trump got elected and then they felt that yeah. part. Yeah. So. Well, basically, this is the problem. They're vying for attention now because they're all told you're going to be a superstar of this thing. And, um, you know, that that's the other thing is it, it's quite seductive being uh, edgy and uh, and far right and, uh, you know, for the lulls and all that. Right. Or you know, this is free speech and stuff like that because it basically makes you feel powerful. You're empowered. Yeah, but so if you're, they're also getting paid, man. They're getting yeah, paid real oh, money. It, Laura Loomer, yeah, the rumor is... Laura Loomer's picking up a $7,000 check, you know, a oh, month. Yeah. That's, that's... I, I wouldn't be at all surprised, and that's even before you get into their sort of Patreons and things, because, yes. again, this whole thing was whipped up to be um, a culture war, an anti-establishment culture war, and the sad thing is, when you look at who's financing it, there's no physical way that it can be anti-establishment. That's that's the galling thing of it. All this, this popularist, nationalist um, fight against the deep state... It's a con by the deep yeah. state. But get this. So they're getting money from Patreon or Subscribestar as mm. like a populist. Oh, I'm crowdfunded. But the, those crowdfunders never see their other uh, payments that come in by check, right? So, they, you know, that's the whole thing is that a lot of people didn't know some of these guys were getting big fat checks well, from billionaires. Yeah. Well, this is the entire point, because they've got to appear to be uh, independent in the same way that Donald Trump has got to appear to be um, not in the pocket of the CIA, not in the pocket of big business, which, again, can't be true. I mean, just to go give some of the ideas, like the first thing that he did was was he helped Alec roll back the environmental protections and the Dakota pipeline, which was a big thing in the alternative community. We were fighting against that right up until the second where Trump said, no, 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 we're doing that. We're doing that because my mates, the Koch brothers, they basically own that and they're going to make a huge amount of money from it. And then what did he do? He gave a 25% tax cut for big business. And that was a Heritage Foundation policy taken directly for the mandate for leadership. He then rolled back workers' rights. Guess where that came from? That's right, mandate for leadership, Heritage 
Heritage Foundation. Then he attempted a coup in Venezuela. Right. And this was part of the um, Heritage Foundation's policy to install a US-friendly ruler who would give his OPEC vote to the USA. We, we mentioned right. earlier that Bolsonaro was installed by Cambridge Analytica. The very first thing that he did was give his, basically, his... his he gave the oil that's in Brazil to America. That, that, that's really basically what he did, and then rolled back workers' rights and stuff like that and started hacking away at the, um, um, Amazon. the, the Brazilian rainforest. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's but, interesting. And Venezuela, too, has the largest oil reserves outside, I think, of Saudi Arabia. So exactly. there's an immense exactly. interest. Yes. Yeah. And, and so well, what, essentially what it is, if you control Brazil and you control Venezuela, then you have a controlling interest in, in OPEC, which would mean that you could surreptitiously set world oil prices. Right. And if you can set world oil prices, wow, that's incredible power, isn't it, basically? It's mega power. And it was interesting, yeah. you mentioned this network I didn't know, the Atlas network that yeah. was in Venezuela. I mean, this is just another sign of this huge... A network of think tanks that are all over the planet just pumping out doc you know pumping out propaganda if you will well exactly and they would then yeah just to sort of slightly expand on that what they do is they exist again they're, they're think tanks that exist to uh, promote business interests that are pro-american and also to to sort of start and or stop grassroots activism in a particular direction it's astroturfing essentially do you know what i mean it's like fake yes. activism yes. That, that will take people in a certain way and the other suspicious thing about the atlas network is it's, it's financed through nic and ned the national endowment uh, fund and uh, um uh, Americ as well and all of these are basically they're essentially the cia slush funds like so all of this is 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 involved in american foreign policy uh, at a very very high level now that's the interesting thing is that basically the heritage foundation was set up um with by paul wayrich and the cause brothers but also with a huge amount of seed money from the reverend sung young moon of the cult the the unification church or the moon is as people are, are perhaps know them now what's not commonly known is that the moonies were set up with money from the kcia and the kcia are a, a conduit of the cia they're set up to basically be there to observe north korea um and this is not even sort of debated this is just a fact um, if the KCIA sets up the Moonies and the Moonies finance um, the Heritage Foundation, which they do to an incredible level, that means that the CIA are financing the Heritage Foundation. So what the basically this is, this shows the connection. This is the deep state, the connection between the intelligence agencies, the government, the shadow government, and then the huge amount of controlling families and business interests that just so happen to basically own all these uh, oil wells and uh, petrochemical companies and other mass industry that is pharmaceuticals across yeah. the world yeah that's uh, we're at 45 minutes neil we covered some a uh, lot of territory there's a lot more information in your book that's one of the great aspects of the book is i learned so much about it and it's very uh detail-oriented in all these different chapters, but is there anything else I missed or anything you would like to end with? No, 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 that gives people the gist. I mean, basically, the, the, this is this is the thing. It's, it, it's a very audacious mind control program that's, that's rather multifaceted and it's a bit convoluted and it's a bit complicated, but if you look at it, the evidence is, is there. The, basically, there is this device or these mechanisms whereby military psychological warfare 
is used against people by stealing their data in order to get them voting in a particular way. And they're creating these heroes out of people like Donald Trump and Nigel Farage and Boris Johnson. And in the most bizarre Orwellian twist, they're setting these people up to be proponents of an anti-establishment idea or to be a protest vote or to be somebody that's going to take us away for drain the swamp, as was the, uh, <laughs> the, the invented uh, marketing campaign by Cambridge Analytica. And, and it's connected to a world wide web of, um, of business conglomerates that have very, very strong ideas about immigration and homosexuality and abortion and workers' wow. rights and women's rights. Um, it's connected again to, to it's actually connected to, a, to a, a, what I would consider a cult that's called the, the family. Um, but this again, this that some people might have seen in uh, the Netflix uh, documentary. But what, again, what the Netflix documentary does tell you is that that particular family was set up by Billy Graham, Billy Graham, uh, and with with help by a gentleman called Jim DeMint. Billy Graham and Jim DeMint are both CNP, uh, so the CNP is actually a higher and more secretive think tank. Um, it, it, it's bizarre. So basically, yeah, it's they were Christian D- Dominionism, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, yeah, connect, connected to Jim Dobson, connected to Jerry Falwell, um, was connected to you know Jimmy Swaggart and all those types of people and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's frightening to see how much influence that these people have. And again, don't think I'm knocking Christianity anywhere. These people have a very very perverted take on Christianity, which essentially basically means that they can't do anything wrong. They are chosen by God, but they're in perfect vessels. Nobody is is like deemed worthy to judge them, and they're on a mission. Uh, and they're basically allowed to sin as well, apparently. Like it, it, it's incredibly childish, and it basically is like so. You, what you've done is you've given yourself an out there so that you can do anything and get away with it, and somehow justify it. It's it's, it's very 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 strange. Um, and they have some incredibly strange bedfellows in this thing as well. Yes, you know, yeah. Nazis, anti-Nazis, yeah. uh, Zionists, anti-Zionists. Um, it's a, it's it's such a such a bizarre setup. Uh, and I, I haven't even sort of begun to get to the to the bottom of it. Well, but, no, yeah, it's interesting but, uh, you use the title "Web of Populism" because it is a web, but I think it's pyramidal. You can go up from these kind of fake populists, fake independent reporters. And through their financing, it all leads back to a very select group of families and a select group of uh, organizations that uh, have a similar ideology. And they don't mind manipulating the the general polity to uh, fulfill their agenda and their goals, I think. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, yeah perfectly put. So, exactly that. Uh, again, it's Neil Sanders Mind Control is your website, correct? Yeah, that's that's right. And I'm also on Facebook. Uh, uh, if people want to sort of have a chat with me on there, I'll, I'll usually get into a chat with people on that. So it's N E I L S A N D E R S mindcontrol dot com, and the book is yeah. available at the website, correct? Yes, yes, the, the, book, the book, book is. The, the other books are available on Amazon as well, uh, and on Kindle and stuff like that. But this one. Um, it, I, I've just did quite a, a small run on it, basically. So it's, it, it, for the moment, it's just uh, just available at my website. Well, it's a job well done. I really appreciate you writing that. Well, I, was, I enjoyed to read it. So again, Neil Sanders, thank you so much. No, thank you. It's a okay. pleasure. Thank you. Bye bye.